You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Hey guys, this is a different episode. This is uh, the After Laugh, the After Party, where we have a bunch of comics come over and talk. Now, I had everyone on a mic, but I'm an idiot, and I don't know anything about technology, and none of the mics worked. So this is all recorded through my laptop. This is going to be a little bit different. You're going to hear like probably crickets and traffic sounds and helicopters and sirens. It's going to be a lot more ambient, as it were, but uh, but people are still pretty uh, pretty in it, and it's pretty authentic. You're going to hear some awesome stories about bombing, the state of the business, and we got it. We got Eric Schwartz, Joe DeRosa, Ruben Paul, Tony Rock, Rodney P, Dominique, and I think, and I'm in there in and out. You know, I I think they kind of took over the podcast for me for better for worse probably for better and it's pretty amazing these are some of my favorite people some of my favorite comics telling some of the craziest stories you're over here all right enjoy the after party it's the after laugh after laugh welcome to the after laugh after laugh after laugh <laughs> after laugh man <laughs> go ahead pull up a chair <laughs> you get did you get any Oh, for the yeah. Is All this right. going now? Here. I think it's Here. going. Here. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Yeah. We're back. Hey, buddy. Um, what is the podcast called? The After Laugh. The After Laugh. I'm yeah, just guest hosting because Bill went to go hey, Justin, could you grab that get some there? fun Thank stuff. Thank you, brother. Rodney Perry's here. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, I know that voice. I'm Eric Schwartz. Uh, I'm gonna hand it over to you guys. Go for it. Hi. I've been on this podcast enough, but we got Ruben Paul. Is this, is this yeah, you're on. I think we're all. That's on. Tony Rock. What's up? It's Joe DeRosa. I'm gonna give the mic over. Let's give them the back. The backstory is that Ruby Tuesdays just ended the Laugh Factory. It's Ruben Paul's weekly show. Yes. And Joe DeRosa was on the show. Dominique was on the show. Eric Schwartz was hanging out. Bob Perry was hanging out. I was hanging out. All killers. And we all, all killers. Crash. Bill Dawes' podcast. Bill Dawes' podcast. <laughs> Bill's not even here. Joe. Why does Bill Dawes have a podcast? Because Joe's my man, 100 grand. Have we, Joe, have we figured out why Bill has a podcast? <laughs> you can see he really cares about it. He's like, just start it. I'm going to go get pineapple. He's so committed to this podcast. <laughs> good luck. You got to be fired. And uh, also, um, we, we need to introduce uh, another guest we have here, the lovely Samantha that works here at the Laugh Factory. Yes, Samantha. Wait, can I, can I, that can looks out for us. Off record, even yeah. though it's going to be on record, I talked to Jamie. We're meeting tomorrow. At 1 o'clock. That's Samantha. That's Samantha. That's Samantha. That's Samantha. That's Samantha. That's, okay. Samantha, you guys haven't officially met. I haven't met Samantha. That's Samantha. What did he say, Samantha? How you doing? So Samantha's one, Samantha one of the bookers here at the last second longer without introducing he is my Ray Donovan cousin Jesse what cousin baby? Jesse what up baby Ray Donovan cousin Jesse Ruben introduce yourself so they know right. that that's uh, you and this is Ruben Paul this is the yeah. host of Ruben Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> yeah. and uh, I put together the show and I'm blessed like, enough oh, to know like great comics to put on the show on a weekly basis that was a fun show tonight man thanks for doing it dude Thanks for doing it. That was fun tonight. Rodney, you know, it's funny, Rodney, Rodney was in the car with me, and Rodney goes, you know what? That's the first time I was at the Laugh Factor and feel like I could just work. Yeah. And I go, yeah, man, that's the type of environment, you know, you're trying to create here so you can come in Because you, you have a specific philosophy about your show, right, Ruben? Yes. Yeah. You told me, but I don't know if people... Oh, yeah, you, to, you told me, but 
I think the audience should know what the what's the philosophy behind well, Ruby Tuesdays. Well, the philosophy Tuesdays. of the show is funny is funny is really the bottom line. And uh, when when me and Tony talk a lot, one thing that he said that he noticed that was really different, more so in LA than it was in New York, is how segregated comedy is here. Like yeah. comedy yeah. in LA, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it was like yeah. that in. It's the rest of the world. In New York, it's not like that. In New York, it's no, it's not like that. It's, it's really segregated here, right? Very segregated. Like the seller yeah. on a Thursday night is like fucking Nick DiPaolo followed by Gerard, yes. followed by this person that. But yes. Like, <laughs> was, yeah. That was always the cool thing about New York to me was that the 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 integration of people. I, I don't mean uh, racially. I just yeah. mean like everybody. The type like of the fact that you could have a Nick DiPaolo on stage. New Yorker is a thing. You could have DePaulo on come stage. Over, come over here, Roger, so you can, you can grab one of these. Mics. You could have DePaulo on stage there? talking Sir, almost there's right there's wing, three. right, and then Janine would go after him and talk left wing, right. and it was like it was all good. It was just like man, it was just different comics yep. coming together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that's because of all the. For one thing, if you I used to live in the Bronx, and I lived there for a long time. Me and Tony came up together, so. When you got that many girls and that many people, yep. I don't care what you say. I'm from D.C., born and raised, but when it comes to stand-up, I'm boogie down Bronx all day. I'm mm -hmm. from New York because it changed my path is it right. saying the stand-up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? All that, the rhythm I can go in and mm -hmm. all those kind of things that change it. But I like that Ruben let you work. Because if he wouldn't let you work, I would look like I bombed last night. I mean, the night. <laughs> no. I started uh. slow as shit. I was saying, I'm so glad I can work in this moment. Because they would have gave it me ain't no, pressure. Yeah, ain't no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Because once, once you're on the lineup, it's assumed that you're a good comic on my show. That's what I hope the perception is. Right, yeah. So it allows everybody the freedom to just right. go up and, and do what you do. And we're trying to get every show in the factory like that. That's that that's you're what on the factory and you're on the marquee. We assume you're funny. We that assume you're funny. Friend of a friend. Exactly, and and not letting the Instagram represent right. the type of comedians right. that actually work it, it, the Laugh Factory. Oh, I think I think it's it's just a a, a certain pressure to the room, and, and and not to diss what you created, because I think what you created is a real special atmosphere. But everybody can't have. I mean, Chocolate Sunday is not a place where you will work out because you just feel the pressure to smash. Yeah, because everybody's smashing. You know, you, it's just, it's, it's not that you can't work, but you could. I mean, the the big guys come work, you know, right. Chappelle will come drop, you know, 90 minutes in there on a, <coughs> on a workout. So it, it could happen, but what I what I felt like in there tonight is like, I was like, yo, this is the first time I didn't feel that pressure to have to right. smash, but I could kick into that stuff if I want to. Well, me, and so it was... Well, let me keep it 100 with you. Uh, one thing about Chocolate Sundays in a lot of black rooms is a lot of times black audiences respond to popularity and who's the most famous and not necessarily listening to who might be the best comic. So when you go to a Chocolate Sundays, you, you have this feeling before you get there, I got to show these motherfuckers what time it really is. Right. And not saying that that ain't the same. Which is the, the pressure that I'm talking about. That is the pressure yeah. that you're talking about. And but, black audiences tend to be more can I have so this make me laugh. Yeah. Exactly. So make me laugh. what I've created with this yeah. room is I, I break up is not the audience isn't predominantly black. You got black people, you got white people, so it's a nice mix. So I think it alleviates some of the pressure of feeling like you feel like you got to destroy and get a standing ovation well, to be considered that, a that good was, comic. That was, I think, I think Cedric said it in an interview once. Mm -hmm. Somebody said it. 
they were like, it might have been Steve Harvey. I don't remember, but it was. But they said some black guy. They said. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was one. Some of the, guy who wore a colorful uh, suit. Some guy with no sleeves. You know, one of those guys that wear the fucking fedoras. One of those guys. Come on. <laughs> I know. I knew. One, I know one of the Kangs said it. <laughs> one of the Kangs. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Kang. Kangs. The uh, no, but it was Steve or, or Cedric. But they said. White audiences hope you're funny. Black audiences say you better be funny. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I always appreciated about being a white dude that started in a black club. Because mm-hmm. I got no. I used to get mad when I would go to the because there were two there were two rooms in Philly. Yeah, there was the Laugh House, which was a black room that had some white dudes, and then there was the Cabaret, which was all comics, and it was all white dudes with a couple black dudes. Mm-hmm. And I would get mad when I went over the Cabaret. Because it was everybody was it was kumbaya shit. It yeah. was like it was like try your weird character that you just invented. Exactly. <laughs> we'll accept you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like asshole. I was just, Jesus Christ. I just got yelled shit at, kicked out of me. Exactly. You know. So it's it's a it's bringing those two together. I think is a nice happy. Yeah. Medium. And well, somebody described the best. There was this comic named uh, Shout Out Billy Wayne Davis, who's a funny dude. Yeah. He he comes in, he does a show, and he gets up on stage, and he looks around and goes, hmm. An audience that would never hang out together. (laughs) 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 To me, that's the beauty of the show. I want that type of audience. I want people to have to come up there because one of the best things is is one of of my boys come to the show. Like, you know, full disclosure, I have a lot of black friends who don't think white people are funny at all. And they'll come to my show and go, you know what, cuz? white boy was kind of funny man that motherfucker yo like where you find them white boys I go dude there's some white comics Hell who are funny yeah. out there that's funny they just shit. cause they they've been segregated just going to black right. rooms mm-hmm. and then they'll have the token white guy that goes up who just panders the whole time instead it, of it's, really it's like we don't really know each other like yeah. I did I did a, a run in Japan uh, the Dugar mm-hmm. and it was it was me it was Augie Smith Augie Smith oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me Augie Smith uh Another white kid in Dugar. So it was two blacks, two whites. Yeah. And wait, your friend Dugar? Yeah. 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 So so Dugar, we we got to talking and Dugar and I were telling our black stories and they were telling their white stories and they were saying names that I didn't know and we were saying names that they didn't know. But ultimately when you really step step back, we were kind of living the same lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when you step back and look at a guy He's a white guy. He's still, he's trying to figure it out, trying to get notoriety. Mm-hmm. He's pissed that this guy got hot and he didn't. You know, it was the same. So, but you know, since <laughs> when me and Rodney, Rodney called me early when I first started doing the show, congratulating me on it, and and what I told him is, there's no reason why Rodney Perry shouldn't know who Andrew Santino is, and Andrew Santino shouldn't know who Rodney Perry is, and Rodney should know who Joe is. Just like right. fucking Just Sam like Johnny. Tri- Remember when I saw Johnny? Johnny Sanchez. I was yeah. like, when Go I first saw, saw Johnny Sanchez, I was like, Robin, who is that? Yeah. Funny as hell. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. seen Johnny a day in my life. Because we're, we're also, yeah, we're also <laughs> separated here. So I just wanted to create a show where all the best of the best can get down on one show and there's nowhere to hide. Like there's no, I try to book a show where there's no weak link on the show. Because a lot of times you do some of these shows and, you know, they'll have like one legitimate headliner on the show or whatever, and they'll have a bunch of whack comics. So if you're decent amongst a bunch of shit, you're going to come off 
better than what you really are. But when you're around amongst great comics, it makes you raise your level. And that's the difference. I like what you just said that. That's the difference to me between a good club and a bullshit club. Yeah. Because a lot of these clubs are folding right now mm -hmm. because they're putting all their money on the, you know. Uh, uh, Seat fillers. Yeah, yeah. Listen, one, one weekend a year, Chris comes through and works on shit. Rock mm -hmm. comes yeah. through and works on shit. One weekend a year, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gabe Iglesias comes through and works on shit. And they're trying to make every weekend see filler weekends. And it's like, that's not, that's not what, what it works. Is. Exactly. What works is, is when you present, and that's how a lot of shows are produced, mm -hmm. too. We have one guy that pulls all the people in, and then everybody else, they get kind of fucking glazed over because everybody's waiting for this dude. Yes. So, to me, a good show, like you're saying, and a good club is like, just trust us. Yeah. The best clubs are the ones who are like, just trust us. You're going to come in here. You're going you're gonna to see gonna people laugh. you've never fucking heard of. Yeah. But we don't put bullshit on the stage. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Put the best possible comics on because at the end of the day, that's what's really going to sell your brand. Comics get hot and comics get cold. But if you can put up consistent funny, that never gets old. Damn, I ran. I just rhymed right there. That was good. I thought you was about to. I was waiting for the beat to kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Thank you. I'm high too. Yeah, that was good. That was good. You guys, <laughs> when he heard his subconscious quarter, was like, "Hold on." <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for you guys. So, like these, I guess you would call them Instagram comedians that they consider themselves comedians, but then they go out and then they'll bomb doing a real comedy club. Do you think there's any place for them? I always think they should host a show and present comedians that maybe need their audience. They need the help on the audience. But I, you know, take this one. they can't really host the show, like, because who they going to present? Because yeah. they can't mm -hmm. present none of us that right. here right here. Right, right, right. It's not an Instagram comic that can present Tony or Joe. They can't really present you because they... They, they didn't come from what we came from. Yep. True. So yeah, they they're not, know. as far as like, they're not, you know, on that level comedically. But do you think instead of them trying to do their own show, don't you think it would be a better idea if they were like a host of Who a show? Who wants to take this one? Okay, so here's the thing about the Instagram comic. Yeah. Right. The Instagram comic, first I'll give props. They have, give they have created another avenue. Mm -hmm. for sure. You got to They created a lane where there was not a lane. There was nothing there and they created something. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't like is I would prefer that they don't make the mistake of thinking that we have the same job. Yeah. Okay? True. Wow. Yeah. If you, if you go to culinary school and then you go to London and you, and you, and you apprentice under the best chef in London... And then you come back to the States and you get a job at one of the finest steakhouses in America. You are a certified chef. You can prepare a meal from nothing, make something taste wonderful. You a chef. You a chef. You were the you top a chef. Actress. And then some you guy walks chef. off the street. Motherfucking and, chef. And then some yeah. guy walks off the street and walks to the Waffle House <laughs> and fills out an application and they put him on the stove. He's a cook. He's a now they're yeah. both preparing food. Yes. But motherfucker, I'm classically trained. Yes. 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 So don't make the mistake of thinking you do what I do. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not gonna say I do what you do. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I like Waffle House. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I agree with you. I'll, I'll, were you saying? Were, were you no, I'm saying, too, is there a place? Is there a lane for them? Is there a not place specifically in a, with in, hosting? But do you do you see a lane? Yeah, for there's them? a lane. Well, because I I look I'm I'm just looking at it from 
I'm just taking devil's advocate okay. and, and looking at it from a club's point of view. Like, hey, they can fill our room. So how do we, like, well, get them well, to... We understand the business side of it. Yeah, that, yeah right, That's right, true. Right. We yeah. do understand that yeah, side. Yeah, let's keep going on. Yeah. owners that's... don't care about the art of stand-up comedy. No, they at do all. not. At all. So we nobody that owns a comedy club cares about the artistic integrity of stand-up comedy. No, they yeah. don't. They just need asses in the seats to pay for two drinks and pay to get in. Yep. That's yes. all they care about. Yes. So oh. they'll put up Shucky Ducky if Shucky Ducky don't put asses in the seats. They don't give a fuck about like that. They, yeah, they have no, no integrity when it comes to And it's always, remember in, um, remember Dark Knight when uh, Harvey Dent goes, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a good analogy. Remember in Dark Knight when, when Harvey Dent goes, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself turn into a villain? Yes. That's what happens with all club owners. Because I remember being in... Um, you say that, Joe. Yeah. That's real talk. I remember being... You hear what he said, Rock? Real talk. You hear what he said? Say it again, Either you die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain, right? Yes. But Because I was in... Uh, that. That's what happens with club owners. Because I was in um, Arizona at a club. Blanking on the name right now because I'm a little drunk. But remember the dude talking to me that ran the club... I was, and he was like, he's like, you know, man, the fucking improv over there, they told me my problem is, is I'm not selling fucking chicken fingers. I'm trying to sell comedy. Well, fuck that. I'm here to sell comedy. And I was like, dude, right on. Like, yeah. you're doing the right thing. Doing the right but thing. two years <laughs> later, two years later, I went back. Chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Not only Chicken Fingers, Chicken Fingers was headlining that week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's your boy, Chicken Fingers. So, yeah, two years later, I went back, and I was like, bro, you got to stop. Because he would he would open the show. I go, dude, you got to stop doing forty five minutes at the top of the show. It's your room. I'm not trying to tell you. I oh, you must be talking about Stand Howard up Hughes. Stand up, Exactly Scott's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I go, Howard, it's your room. I can't stop you. I go, but you're making my job real fucking hard because you're doing forty five minutes at the top of the show. Mm. He goes, bro, man, I got to move drinks and food. And, sh-. and I was like, Howard, yeah, you said to me. Lifting. I go, Howard, you said to me you would you were pissed when the improv said that to you. And now you're come on, man. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. this cool. shit. You go to the dark side. Yeah. Right. Well, let, well, let me let me say this in terms of the quote unquote Instagram comedian. I I think there's a stand up comedian and there's Instagram comedian. If you it's like if you want to come to answer your question, is there a place for them? Yeah, it's a place for them if they become a fucking comedian and they don't get to skip any steps. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree. That's the problem. That's the problem. But, they just but, but, they but skip Ruben. steps. Ruben. So, so here, but here's the thing, Roddy P. Okay. So if if you if you if you popular on Instagram and then you can get people to to come out and fill the club, I, mm-hmm. I I I get the ego part of that. But you got to be conscious enough to go. I really ain't shit. I only I am I'm not really a comedian. I kind of took off on Instagram. So at least let me surround myself. With real comedians, they're the ones. Those Instagram comedians should be calling headliners and go, "Hey, I'll pay you this. Will you, you know, come do my show? Do you know what we to need keep a, a brand they, of comedy? That, but, do you know that's if they care about standing. They, that, but listen, that gets me, me, they have to care say, about. Let me say this: the Instagram comic not knocking them, not, not knocking not, them at all. Nobody's no. knocking them. Look, if you got nine million fucking followers on social media, good yeah. for you, man. Yes, yeah. yes. good for you. But now you should know that's going to put you in a space. Where people are gonna look at you like you're this. Yeah. So if you care, you should, should do the work. This and, 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 do the and work. even and work on the craft. I say that. You gotta too. learn yeah. it. You gotta learn how to have the. You gotta dress for the job you got. Right. Yes. You know yes. But entertainment is the only world where 
that's a problem. No, stand up is the world that's a problem. Stand up, well, the only world it, it happens to an acting or somebody gets, but, you know, but, but, they go, uh, we're going to. Put... just wake up one day and go, I'm a stand up comic. Right, like, very true. Yeah. But I, you know what I want? Like, I'm a musician. You know yeah, what I want? Yeah, yeah. You know what I want? I, 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 I love Gordon Ramsay. I fucking. I love Gordon Ramsay. I want a fucking show with a Gordon Ramsay dude where he goes to comedy shows and pulls comics aside going, what, what the, the fuck, fuck are, are you doing? doing? <laughs> How dare you call yourself a comedian? You're a fucking embarrassment. You know what? It's because you can do that in food, in business. Yeah. In, in, you, know in, you can't it's do it in... Tony out. does that all the no, time, even what? when I... You can do that, but you would be doing that to way more comics than you think. Yeah. 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 It would be no, way no, more no, motherfuckers. I know. Wait a minute. Are you juggling on stage? Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking... I want to say it to so many comedians. Man, listen, listen, listen. Let's do this. Let's let's, let's dwindle do comedy down to this. Just yeah. us. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well let's let, let's do this. Let's 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 really step back. We were all open micers at one point. Yes. And we what? cared enough about the craft to learn it. True and enough. It and yes. try to try you as best we could. Yes. But what if, as open micer, you all of a sudden had a room full of people? Uh, fans, oh. not just people, fans, legitimate fans. That would change everything. So they're kind of learning in front of people. I mean, we it's all learn. Job training. We all learn, but right. they're just learning in front of more people than right. we did. Yeah. We learned in, in in coffee shops and you know small places. We we we, we all learn. Well, so I think I think I think some of them, and not all of them, some of them don't respect the art. And, yeah. and I got a serious problem with anybody that don't respect the art anybody who a stand-up. Yeah. But but the reality is some of them are really, are, are you know, want to be comedians. Yeah. And and to them, I say, you know, yeah. ultimately, my, my, my answer is always, if you respect the art, then I respect you. Can I tell you this? Because you said, you said, the first thing you said was like, they, they, they when you say they start out and they... They start out with an audience. They start out with an audience. If, okay. if as an open micer... I mean, what happened? You had a room full of fans. Okay, exactly. Can I tell yeah. you this? Can I tell you a story, yes, Ronnie Murray? And I've known you for a long time. You probably never heard this story. When I first started out in New York City, you, know, you first started out barking. You know, you yeah. start out barking. Yes. Then you started doing bringer shows. You bring five people. Yeah. You get five right. minutes. You bring mm-hmm. ten people. You get ten minutes. I started out doing all that because I didn't want to skip any steps and lose credibility with my peers. Mm-hmm. So I, even though I had this fucking big, you could have skipped some room, steps. I could have skipped steps, but I yeah. chose not to because, because I didn't want to, number one. Right. And I was like... And that was actually the example I, I was that, that would be an issue later on, and right. I don't want to have that issue. So now here's the thing. I go from, you know, walking and bringing shows and bouncing around New York City trying to get spots to I'm Tracy Morgan's opening act. Me and... I'm Kim Cole's opening act. Me and Tony used to work I'm with Tracy. I'm John Witherspoon's opening act. Yeah. Right? We work with Tracy. At Caroline. All the time. All the time. All the time. Right? Wow. So now I'm I'm in Jersey. I'm doing rooms with yeah. Kim Cole's. Yeah. And it's come and see Kim Cole's from Living Single. I'm the opening act. Excuse me. I'm opening act. I'm doing my 15, fire 15. Because I've been in New York training. I've been in right. the gym. So now after the shows, it's 300 people in the room, 400 people in the room. After the shows, if, let's say it's 300 people in the room. 150 people are like, hey, can we get a picture with Kim Cole? Can we get an autograph? The other 150 are like, can we get a picture with Tony? Can we meet Tony? Yes. So the comedy club owners who only care about asses and seats and to drink the room, they bump me up to headliner. Right. So I had a room full of people before I should have had a room full of people. Got it. I'm being honest with y'all right now. Yeah. I was bumped up to headliner before I was ready to be a headliner. Because right. they just knew if we build him. And my flyers, I'll show you the old flyers. Oh, said, yeah. 
Tony Rock's Tony brother. Rock, Chris Rock's brother. Oh yep. my God! I yeah. didn't have no credits other than Chris. And these, and now I'm on stage in front of 300 motherfuckers. Wow! That came to see Chris Rock's brother. Yep. And I didn't have the time, so I had a room full of people before I should have had a room full of people. Got it. But what <laughs> I did was. I knew it's like getting called up to the major league. You can't say, "Hey, man, you can't say, put me I can't back get down." Yeah. yet. I got to go back down because right. you never get called back up again. Right. So I said, "All right, I don't have time." You got to learn in front of people. I got to yeah. learn on the fly. So See, what I would do, I would do ten minutes of written material, ten minutes of crowd work. Right, right. Ten right. minutes of written material, ten minutes of crowd work, and close with my biggest joke. So when I would do ten minutes of crowd work, I had it was a must that I found something funny in the room. To use up that ten minutes of time. Because if I had to go to my written material earlier, yeah, I was out. I was fucked in the end. Right. Wow. So I was the guy that had a room full of fans yeah. before I was supposed to, and I had to respect comedy enough to put my back against the wall and say the only way I can go now from here is this way. So if anybody could have that conversation with an internet guy, you can. It, it could. Yeah. You know what's interesting, Rodney? When you were talking before Tony, me and Tony were going back and forth to see who was going to speak after you, I was going to use Tony as an example. And start off with like, no offense, Tone is my brother. I can speak freely. But the point I want to make to you is, you go, they got to learn. That's what you said. But they're learning in front of more people. Who the fuck are they learning from? Tony's learned from other veteran veteran comedians that he's seen on the circuit. He's learned from Patrice O'Neill. Oh, he's it, learned from Tracy it, it's Morgan. Very so difficult, point, it's but, very difficult to tell somebody that's got a million followers that they're not doing it right. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. A million followers doesn't really translate into what. But anybody who's serious, but, it, it translates in the in the some some monetary. But 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 Rodney, you know, I mean, we know that there's there's bigger bigger fish to fry. We all understand that. But if if you were in your living room making nothing, that you just decided to turn your phone on, right, right. That thing is like, yo, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a that's a well, lot. Here's the well, point. Right. The, 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 Wait, let's I pause the commercial break right now. This is the best podcast Bill Dawes has ever done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> the best example, I think the, the best example of whatever we're all talking about here is you look at a dude like Bo Burnham. Yes. Good dude. Talented as fuck. Bo Burnham was a dude that got that yeah, internet cloud yeah. from yeah. YouTube and then was like, I'm not going to slack on it. Like, he respected it. Yeah. And he went out and, and as a comic... And somebody that wanted to think all of that internet shit was bullshit, you know, I remember, I'm, I'm buddies with Bo, Bo now, but, yeah. like, I remember at the time not knowing him and watching his first special kind of initially with the attitude of, like, let me see what this dude can do. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, man, this fucking guy, like, prepared, like, he did something. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, yeah. I agree, like, nobody's ever going to say, you know, if you're a struggling actor and you're doing some shitty fucking theater show... Mm-hmm. in wherever, you know, for 12 people. And then somebody comes along and goes, hey, man, we want to put you in a movie opposite George Clooney. Nobody's going to be like, no. You're going to be like, yeah. Yeah. But if you say that and just go, yeah, it's about time, you're fucked. Yeah. If you say that and go, <laughs> if you say yeah and you go, all right, I got to get my we, I get my shit together. That, you, those are two very different things. Yeah, and you kind of made the point that I was going to make to Rodney is you go, it's hard to tell somebody who's that popular if they're doing something wrong. But my, my point is, once you decide that you... It's the difference between going, oh, let me go do stand-up comedy so I could, so I could make that road money, or I really want to do stand-up comedy. If they're making a decision to want to do stand-up comedy, to me, it's in anybody's best interest if you're starting out on something 
to watch people who have done it before you who are great at what they do what they do so he asked the question about internet comedians uh, i mean not internet comedians instagram yeah, comedians right. is there a place for them i'll go yeah the first thing i do if i if i had never done stand-up before and i blew up on ig just me the type of person that i am wanting to be good at something i go yo what veteran comedian could i take on the road with me you think you would say that absolutely Absolutely, you think you man. would really say it to you? Yeah, dude, because I would, you I would be, be like, I'm about to get this paper, dude. Nah, man, I wouldn't, that, you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to carry that one. Why would you take a veteran? You wouldn't think about that. You wouldn't, if you that. wanted to learn, if, if you knew you could pack a They don't think like me think. For one, they're a whole different generation. Whoa, whoa, but well, you know what the respectful do, thing? You got to respect I would. what they do because it's hard work. Right. You what they do on them little videos and stuff, it's really the What's the chick's name from Atlanta? Rita Brown, right. Yeah. He reached out to me. He's like, Rod, I want to do some dates with you. He said, I don't want a headline. He said, I got a following. I want, I want, I want to learn from you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I thought that's a respectful thing. I thought, to do. That, I thought that was yeah, dope. And so I can't say that nobody would say yeah, that. Yeah, somebody think, that really wants to be a comedian will. But here's do the, it. What's the chick's name for uh, from from uh, Housewives of Atlanta? She she tried to do that Nene woman's Leakes. tour. Nene Lee. Yeah. I actually I, sat down with her and wrote for her. So, you, but but here's the thing. Even even somebody like Nene Leakes, I wrote, I helped her collect her stories but, into her first but like. Now, how do you feel about that? No, no, and that was, that was my first question to her was like, what are you trying to do? And she was like, Rodney, I have an audience and I need you to help me take what I'm what I, my stories I already have because I'm gonna do these whether you come here or not. Right. I'm I wanna be able to communicate what I what I already have to these people. Now and I helped her collect her thoughts. And um and she went out, but she was already sold out before before she even took a date. Yeah, but the point is, at least she was smart enough to surround herself <laughs> with veteran comedians. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's the that's the only point that I'm making. If you gonna if you're gonna go out and you know you make the money, why not reach out and go if you serious about it, like Reed who did with you, it's like, yo, Rodney, I really wanna learn with you. I host you headline or whatever, and then he can he can you watch you. But you know what? Here's the that. thing: if you're serious about being, but, but, I, I think they're too young to have that. But do you think? I think they're too young to have that thought process too. But do you think a veteran comic's gonna want to do that? Dude, yes. and that, that's my tell, dilemma. Let, well, like, let me tell you, who want to go do that? Let me tell you. know who want to go do that? There's a lot of funny motherfuckers who ain't working. They ain't get. They can't work. Right. They can't even get spots in clubs when they in True town, enough. and they can't get booked out of town. They would love if a young dude would come and go, right. hey, especially in, in, in a little bit of but, respect. But everybody right don't there. garner respect either. You know, every everybody yeah, don't yeah. garner respect just because you just because you you need to work. You probably need to work for a reason. So I, can, <laughs> you know? I can name I can name a great comic to you, but I don't want to. Ooh, that's the next thing we're gonna to talk about. We're gonna talk about I, comics that have burnt the bridges. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, not in their own careers. But for this, that's, that's, that's coming up next, y'all. I, I can I can name I can I don't want to put them on blast, so I'll leave them nameless because it's it, it will come out negative. But <coughs> there's some great fucking no no I am keeping it real, but. The, I'd, I'd be shitting on them if I said their name. The point, no, the point no. I'm trying to say. Is, there's some say great, no, there's no, some, no. there's some great fucking comics who can't get booked. Like, and they're struggling to pay their rent any, every month. And they're right. they're really good comedians. If an internet motherfucker called one of them to go do it, he they'd be go. like, he "Yes, go. yeah, thank you. I have to, because I'm tired of 
borrowing from my parents and I'm fucking 45 years old. Wow. Yeah, I'll go out and, and, and oh, do so that game. We, we, need a, we, we need to have wow. like a comic wow. adoption program wow. where we pair these people up. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, we, and we, it's like a big brother type of thing. Hi, are you an internet comedian? <laughs> are you looking for a home in a comedy club? Do you want to legitimately get better at comedy? Well, come to these comic adoption But, but well, how, how about this, guys? and girls the people that these guys and girls are entertaining are another set of people you know that what you they, mean, age demographic no 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 they're not the typical people that frequent comedy clubs like the people that come yeah. to see you yeah, and you that, and you but there's another set of people that are going to see country wayne but that's what i said they mm. created something where there was nothing they created exactly. an avenue where there was there wasn't something before so i, I respect them on that right. from that aspect mm-hmm. that they created you know, a lane for themselves. I think the biggest problem with comedians is we don't allow there to be subgenres in comedy. Mm-hmm. Every other form of entertainment has subgenres. You look at music. You look at rock music, for example. Alt rock, alt rock, yeah. alt rock, indie rock, folk rock, right? Pop rock, it's right? a subgenre. Heavy metal, right. exactly. Well we're not all going for the same prize. No, 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 no. No, I was about to say that. <coughs> yeah. I was about to say, we, I'm so, you said sub rock, pop rock, right. hip hop, all that. We are all going for the Grammy. It's all but, one but, Grammy. But that's what, it's I, all one well, what I'm saying is, is I don't think we are, okay. Like, but they so, do have different categories. Put it in food terms. Put it in food terms. There was a, when I lived in Echo Park, there was a restaurant in my neighborhood that had Mexican French fusion food. It was the weirdest shit I ever. It's called Palachit. It's called something twa. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's like if, if that's it's my cool. restaurant. Le Carlos. If that's my restaurant, I go, you know, I want to bring this weird fusion food to the world yeah. or to at least my neighborhood. You can't run that restaurant and then get mad at Burger King. You can't run that and then look at Burger King and be like, fucking bullshit-ass Whopper selling. You, you can't do that. You, you can, gotta be like, but it will be wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing. It's the yeah, same thing with, like, that shit too. just like if you go see, if you go see, um, yeah, fuck, man. You know, one of my favorite bands is a stoner rock band called Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu is playing packed sweat boxes with their psychedelic distorted black sabbathy shit that they do they're not looking at Katy perry and going why the fuck is Katy perry selling you know they're just like that's Katy perry man i'm we're over here we're doing this thing yeah and i think like with comedy the problem is is like like amy schumer is as big as big can get in this game i i don't i don't look at amy and get mad i don't look at her and go i go it's i don't want to that's not what i want yeah yeah. It's not what I'm. It's not. I'm not. Well, cu- I'm not cut from that cloth. But I think you're comfortable you know with yourself, and you're confident in what you do, and you know who you are. I feel the same way. When I, the only, the only time I feel some type of way when I see somebody, quote unquote, winning, is when I know they cheated to get to where they are. That would bother. No, me. that's when annoying. No integrity. You know they stole. Well, what's shows, a cheat? So they, what's a cheat? Yeah, like stealing they, material and doing all these things. To get to a certain status, then I'm like, ah, whatever. But I don't sit back and judge somebody's art if they do something totally different. Like, I never shit it on Carrot Top because 
I don't do what Carrot Top does, and right. I think he's fucking fantastic at but, what he does. But to get back to the Burger King analogy, mm-hmm. if you're running a real, <laughs> if you're are you running, <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are we going back to? Why are we going back to Burger King? <laughs> if you're running, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're running a real <laughs> restaurant, we in here smoking every time it's my turn to talk. I can't remember what the hell. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I sit here holding microphone. I know that she just handed back. But if you're selling if you're selling real food, you 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 would look at you would look at Wendy's and go, they're they're bullshit. They cheated. I said the same This is filler. This is yeah, exactly. yes, yes. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And I stole your analogy and I didn't even realize. You just that. made a burger cake. Right. I stole your analogy yeah, to get ahead. I'm the problem. You are the problem. <laughs> you are the fucking problem. I think what it is though with the internet guys too, with the with the veteran comics, it's just that all of us veteran comics and we know what we went through to get to where we are. We all successful. That's the first thing because we've been here a long time and we still here, so we're all successful. But anytime you work in a different capacity and you can clearly see the capacity in which they're working, no hate, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's hard work. Stay on there all day, edit their videos. It's to be commended. Right, 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 right. absolutely. so we always have something to say because we like, and you, especially the way the rules were set up to whatever destination we had in our dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden these rules change in one day. Right. Boom. Right. Now right. the rules don't apply no more. Yeah. So if you're a veteran comic and you've been here, you always in some way it's take the, issue with it. We're from know? a different era, man. We're, different, like, we're from a different era. Look, yeah. I look at, I look at hip hop music, right? And the era we all grew up in the same era. Like every, I'm looking yes. at everybody here. We all grew up in the same era. Yes. And then there's this new era where we hear this guy didn't write his rhymes. And the era of today is like, so what? We don't care. We love the song. Yeah. And then I look back on my era, and I'm like, you know how heartbreaking that would have been to all of us if we knew that Rakim, <laughs> Rakim didn't, didn't write his what? Yeah. If Rakim, we'd be devastated. Everybody over here, if we heard Rakim yeah, did not write. I take seven MCs, put, put them in, in line. line. Take, take seven, seven more, more brothers, and then take, 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 take seven more before I go for mine. That's and 20. that's 21 MCs there at the same time. Come on. If we don't need it like that, we would be, be devastated. But today's era, he is. But he also wrote Summertime. You know, you know you're in a different era, too. Like when you look at the BT Hip Hop Awards. And they honor Lil Wayne. You like, okay, I have gotten a little old. Right. Are you Lil saying Wayne hip-hop is turning to Burger King? Is that what you're saying now? <laughs> I'm saying hip-hop another... <laughs> Burger King. Yeah. They are. But, well, another, but, a, but, but another take on that is, the, if you watch the, the Sway interview with Eminem about his new record, where he goes, you, you mentioned a couple times in the record, like I. Uh, you got to bring up the white rap. <laughs> there, there you go. Every time, every time, every time. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. But when he when, when when Sway says him in that interview, he goes, he goes, you talk, you, you say this, you a couple things in the new record about like you know I wrote all my rhymes and. And he's like, we, who are you taking a shot at? And he goes, I wasn't taking a shot at anybody. He goes, I'm just saying that's where I came from. Right. He's saying. Right. He goes, I'm just saying, like, everything I ever said, I wrote it. 
If you don't do that, that's fine. It's I'm just, just saying who the fuck I am. Right. Yeah. So he takes right. issue so with not, people it, it, that don't. Right. Yeah. He takes issue with people that don't write their rhyme. No, no, no. no, no, no he's no, not no, taking no. issue. He's saying, he's saying, he's going if you, he's just going if you do that, that's you. I'm just saying what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. You know what I mean? I feel like that's how kind of how we feel. It's like, how do you not be a hater though? You know, like. How do you, you not? How are you not hating on the young people? But it's you know like what I'm saying? Just, That's what I'm saying. Well, uh, the no. word hater is they just use it wrong. Because if you're saying something that you truly feel, and you think, you know, okay, this is my point, and this is the way I feel about it, just because it's the truth, and you don't like the way it was delivered or what was said, it ain't necessarily hating. That's how a person. I think a hater. I think a hater. They and we, everybody probably has their own definition of what a hater is. I think. Yeah. I think in one regard, a hater is someone that doesn't acknowledge a person's obvious talents. Yeah. That's a hater. That's a hater. Okay. And then I think That's a hater a is also someone that, for whatever reason, uh, doesn't like a person or, or says negative things or doesn't like a person based on nothing. Mm-hmm. That's like a motherfucker that never met you. Yeah. That yeah, that's a person. Do you understand this? That's Do you understand crazy. a person that has never had a conversation chasing with you, that has never met you, can dislike can form you, an opinion more, yeah. of negativity based on absolutely nothing? Absolutely nothing. That's a fucking hater and bully. Yeah, that's bully, a hater. I'm gonna one thousand. Yes, Move you notice? Yes. Move you notice? Yeah. I give motherfuckers a reason not to like me. Yeah. I will give you a reason to be like, I'm on my own. Yeah. I will give you a reason. What do you mean? And I'll be like, don't fuck me. Hold on, real quick. What do you mean by that? Explain that. I'm serious. Explain that. What do you mean? Yo, right. I will say who I don't like. Yeah. I will say why I don't like them. Yeah. I don't fuck with people I don't fuck with. Yeah. I come to LA and I see comics in New York that I never spoke to, and now they see me in LA and they're like, yo, we out here. And I'm like, I didn't fuck with you in New York. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck out of here. Now, have you ever changed that position on anyone? No, nah, see, this is like, I'm a cancer, man. If you're my friend, you're my friend today, oh, I die. Right? Yeah. If you're my enemy, you're my enemy to the day I die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I rock with you, I rock with you. I will fight but with so you. So there's nobody that changed your mind. I will fight with you and then ask you what we was fighting for later. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I got stories to validate that. If you don't, if Tony, let's just say right here, if Tony doesn't call his next special, I'm a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm That's one cancer. of the greatest setup. <laughs> I'm a cancer. <laughs> How Tony gave the example of uh, but not denying, not denying somebody's like obvious talent. Person a reason not to like me. Yes. So for you to not like somebody based on nothing, it yeah. seems weird as fuck to me. Yeah, that's but, but weird. That's weird. But I think what people call hating sometimes is, if we use comedy as an example, I could not like somebody's comedy, but know they're good at what they do. Right. You know what I mean? So if somebody was like. Hey, do you like such and such? I go, eh, this ain't my, my cup of tea. As a human. As a human. It's, yeah. it's not what I like. But, but it doesn't a, make a me laugh. Comedian, what they do a good doesn't comedian. make yeah. me laugh. But, but I knew artistically, good. they're good at what they do. So this generation would take that as, why are you hating? No, I, I'm, he's good at what he does. I just don't like that bullshit. I don't, that's not what makes right. me laugh. But he's good at it. You got to hate, dog. I don't think that's hating. I really don't think that's hating, man. That's, 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 that's hateful as hell. 
he ain't funny, but I see what he doing autistically. I can't even separate the two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I can't. I can't. I can't. If I don't see they well, funny, I can't like, see what you doing right. But you gotta say, let me just say this: I'm booking a room. I can't book a room based on just what Ruben Paul likes. I can't. You're but right. what I try to do is like, is this person original? Are they trying to do their own thing? And if I fit, and are they good art, artist, like skill set? Are they professional? Do they got that? Are they all star level? And if I can check yes to those boxes, even if I think they whacked in terms of content. I'll still book them on the show because somebody would like that. It's I, okay. I, I hear what I get that. You know what I mean? I hear, it's like somebody saying if somebody go like like when somebody goes <laughs> classical music sucks. I go, it doesn't suck. You just don't you just like, like it. it. It's not your well, like it does, Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't suck. suck. You're just you not just into it. Like that's fine. You can not be into it, but it doesn't suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck. Yeah. That was way better than Burger King. <laughs> I was way better than Burger King. Joe. That was so awesome. <laughs> Burger King was Tony's fault. <laughs> hey man, I'm a chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> let's, take, let's take a commercial break again. This is the best podcast Bill Dawson's ever done. <laughs> after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair.